am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. This is the final word. World Cup Daily Day 20. Double 10. Yeah, it's brought to you by Seabus Super, the industry super fund hitting your time at six. You can find them at seabussuper.com.au. You can find us here. I'm Jeff Lemon. This is Adam Collins. Today was Afghanistan and England. Adam, it was exciting at parts. And to say the least, when Owen Morgan woke up this morning, he didn't know whether he was going to play. He walked off the field with 148 from 71 balls with 17 sixes, breaking the world record, breaking a number of records along the way. More than 100 in sixes, pushing England up to 397 for six. Afghanistan were never really in the hunt. They had some considerable contributions from Hashmatula and the former captain Ashgar Afghan, but apart from that, they really did fold as you would expect them to in the circumstances. Morgan, Bairstow, Root, Mo and Ali, 31, not out of nine balls at the end. What a thrashing. There you go. That was the 30-second summary. I, it wasn't I, a particularly I, good one. I hadn't even challenged you to do it. But for listeners, we have to get it done inside 30 seconds. Those are the rules. <laughs> Look, I don't make the – actually, I did make the rules. I did make that rule. That was a rule I made. Um, but I'm not going to change it. England did the thing that England needed to do to, to show that they were serious, to be able to absolutely demolish a struggling team, which uh, you know other sides that have played them haven't necessarily done. You know, We heard a lot about the potential for 400-plus scores and all the rest, but no one's looked like getting close until – today when they ended up with 397. I think I described their bowling performance against the West Indies as statement day with the ball. Well, this was kind of statement day with the bat, not because Afghanistan are an attack which they're going to face in the final four or which will dictate their final position or anything like that, but just to kind of prove they still had the club in the bag. I know they flogged Bangladesh around for the better part of 360 a couple of Saturdays ago, but this was their chance to reinforce that they have the biggest bats in the comp and they do not lie. And Owen Morgan was the (laughs) most convincing of that. 148 not out off off 71 balls. I mean, Jeff, he was dropped on not many off a few, but after that, the the, the damage was considerable. It was as though every ball they pitched up at him hit them straight back over their heads. And every ball that was short, he popped into the temporary stand where all the England fans were, and they were going absolutely wild. The atmosphere was sensational. There's a a reason that 17 sixes is a magic number in cricket, and that's because it's a century in sixes. It's it's 102. So if you took out every other scoring shot from his innings, he would still have made a ton on sixes alone, which no one's ever done in international cricket. There are a couple have got to 60. Rohit Sharma had 16 in one of his innings There's yep. a couple of others But no one had got to the 17 mark And he celebrated it duly by getting out next ball But he'd got there He'd, he'd made the Everest summit Yeah, and, and kind of to go back again to he, he was standing there at his press conference the other day Unable to move And he had a brief hit in the nets before today's game oh, totally. last night. And when he did his press, yes, he's like, oh, well, maybe I'll play tomorrow. We'll see how I'm feeling in the morning. And to think that he can walk out and play with such freedom, I don't think we always appreciate how physically taxing it is batting in that way. Like, you know, yeah. the fast twitch fibers and all the rest. Like, he's hitting ball after ball out of the middle of the bat um, the way that he did today. Uh, it, it, was a, it was an amazing effort of physical, um, you know, physical feat as well as a cricketing one. Yeah, because his back was fused. He, uh, yeah. As you mentioned, I think he walked into a press conference the other day and couldn't sit down Could to, sit to down. do the press 
press conference. Yeah. So he had to grab the mic and stand up sort of Tony Bennett style. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Actually, I saw Tony Bennett on stage with Billy Joel a couple of years ago in, at Madison Square Garden, and he was moving better than Owen Morgan was that day. <laughs> I think it was his 90th birthday, Tony Bennett. And he came out and then Billy Joel's like, happy birthday, Tony Bennett. And he gets like 50,000 people cheering at him while he sings to them. What a nice birthday what, present. What a delightful thing to have Happy birthday, first Tony, whenever your birthday is. Um, but, but, the, but the volume of sixes hit across the innings, just trying to total it up here, 20, 21, 24. 24 sixes in the innings. I might be missing some. That's what I've got in front of me. That's a huge number. That is more than what the West Indies hit against England back in January, which was the record then. I'm sure it'll be a record they break time and time again over the journey, but um, it, it does, again, reinforce how the game's changed in the last four years. This was unheard of in the 2015 World Cup. Johnny Bairstow, 90 off 99. Joe Root played what you'd laughably describe as the anchor role with 88 off 82. <laughs> um, I remember actually when Australia demolished Afghanistan in the World Cup four years ago and made 400 odd. Uh, Glenn Maxwell made 88, and now Joe Root made 88 today. It's a score for making in big scores against Afghanistan. Two of our faves. But, of course, uh, James Vince, who opened the batting, had the perfect James Vince innings. He hit a few lovely boundaries, made 26, and then got out, which is the kind of thing that he does. Except he didn't get caught in the, in the, in the slip gully region. He didn't have any slips because yeah, it's a one day. He got caught around the corner, which was one slight change to the script. Some crazy overs too, Jeff. This might be kind of where we transition into Hall of Fame territory. Oh, hang on, let's properly do it. Player of the day was Owen Morgan. Let's officially say that. There's really no other contender, is there? I mean, I suppose no. you could say Mo and Ali, who was in need of runs, came in and made 31 not out off nine balls, which is, which is not for nothing, considering how he's been going, uh, not just in this tournament, but for a while now with the Blades. So I'm sure that will give him the sort of confidence England wanted. Uh, and um, Dalit Zadran, who I've described before as bowling like Damien Fleming, took three wickets, albeit three for 85. However, however, however. Dalit Zadran dropped the catch off Owen Morgan. Now, oh, it was him. I didn't know it was Dalit. I, it, it was. Now, now okay. Dalit, Dalit's the man who got yelled off the field by Samuel Shenwari in the last World Cup when he got out during the run chase when Afghanistan were trying to win against Scotland. And Dalit had a slog down the ground and got caught at mid-off or mid-on and, and got abused off the field by his batting partner. So that, <laughs> that was his previous most chastening World Cup experience. But today, he dropped Owen Morgan on 28 from 25 balls. Owen Morgan then went on to make 120 further runs from 46 deliveries. <laughs> He's got so, nearly three a ball after the drop catch. If you've ever had to face your teammates getting back into the sheds at half time <laughs> after having put one down... I, I cannot imagine anything yeah. more extreme. At least, even the Brian Lara 500 that he made, it took a couple of days to make the 500. There wouldn't have been that embarrassment of having to walk back in an hour later and be like, <laughs> sorry, fellas, sorry. Yeah, he's gone at, well, I guess that means he's gone at roughly 16 or 17 and over after the <laughs> drop catch to really underscore what a huge innings it was. Um, but I also want to mention, though, that the, Afghanistan's resistance was... Futile. It was futile, Sorry, but it, it was but it was impressive. Um, no, no, I believe it was. And, and if full disclosure, there's still a couple of overs left as we're recording this because needs must today and, and times are tight. But I like the fact that unless something drastic happens in the next few balls, they're going to bat out an innings. They've been bowled out every time they've played. 38 overs against Australia was the most they've faced. But, yep. but they showed up today with some application, even though they knew they couldn't win the game. Gulbadeen Naib, the captain, popped himself up to open and bashed a few around and made 37. And then it was Ramat Shah and Hashmatullah Shahidi said, well, we're just going to bat. We're just going to settle down and bat through. They put on 52, and then Hashmatullah put on another 92 with Askar Afghan, the former captain, who's back in the team. So... There was some resistance, there was some spine, and, and they've, they've had some 
some pride in their performance today, which I liked. Yeah, especially given the internal turmoil, I suppose, that that's followed them around the tournament so far. I mean, a change in captain, the, um, the the politics we've read about when it comes to selection, the fact that they have been you know brawling internally. Uh, it, it takes something to back it up and at least bat out the 50 overs. They're small gains, and I don't want to sound like we're patronising them. They, they, they should be judged for the thrashing they've copped today and, and the hiding they've... Uh, received with the ball but um, when you consider that they are the only side in this World Cup who are coming from this far back when you know that they've been a test playing nation for a couple of years ideally there'd be three or four other um, nations in, in a similar boat which would provide them with a few more games which um, may have got them off the mark earlier in the tournament but due to the way it's set up once they were once they were down they it, it is hard to fight back from that after some fairly you know big beatings in the first couple of games so Hall of Fame uh, <laughs> I think the obvious contender for Hall of Fame is the 47th over of the first innings today. <laughs> if I can just walk you through it, it's Gilbert and I bowling it in the 47th over. Uh, first, Morgan smashes a, a six over long off. Then he smashes a six over long on. Then he gets a single. Then Joe Root holes out and gets caught on the boundary. They've crossed over again, so Morgan's back on strike. He hits another six over mid-wicket, and then he holds out. So two <laughs> wickets and three sixes in the over, plus a single. Two for 19 of six balls. That's a very special cricket moment. That's quite efficient. I'm sure that um, later on, when I think Butler and Stokes went in the same over, there'll be people out there abusing Joss Butler the way they abuse Glenn Maxwell when he gets out in a similar <laughs> situation. Oh, what's he good for? Can't finish it off. He's there to bat in the last 10 overs and so on, but uh, um, that wasn't Butler's day-to-day. Uh, yeah, I like that. I think that probably deserves the Guernsey, but if I was adding another, it would be umpire Bruce Oxen for doing push-ups on the boundary line. I spotted on the mm. television at one stage. I'm not sure what that was all about, but, um, you know, I suppose if you've got to, if you get around with a shield on your arm like that, you can, you get a leave pass to do whatever it is yeah. you see fit. Maybe it was just sort of umpiring boot camp, you know, drop yeah. and give me 20, Oxenford. <laughs> um, uh, a Nib, another one who, who displayed his fitness by giving the big muscle bodybuilder um, a caper again when he took one of his three wickets I think he took earlier in the day so mm-hmm. um, the now former um, captain uh, has has uh, has um, has got has got big guns. He really does, and he does enjoy getting them out. And I like that he gets them out even when you know things aren't going so well for the team. But you've still got to take your chance to flex. Is he the captain again? Sorry, I said former captain, but I know no, he's the was... captain now. He's replaced Askar Afghan. Right, that's, that was the switcheroo that's, before that's, the tournament. It's the back and forth. Even though he said he didn't really want it, and he put a tweet out, I think, saying that Askar Afghan is always my captain or something like that, Walt Whitman yeah. style. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> Get up on the desk, Gulbadeen. Did you get on your desk? Did you care enough to get up on your desk? That's how you... The best thing about that scene in Dead Poets Society is that not everyone, not all the students get up. It's only some of them. You know, they're resisting against authority, but in a real fake happy ending, they'd all get up. But real life isn't like that, and most people are cowards. And I like that it showed that some of the students resisted, but the rest of them didn't. A Jeff Lemon soliloquy to end part one. Some people might disagree, but we kind of have some cricket expertise. I think we have no expertise, though, when it comes to sensible things like planning and retirement and planning for retirement. Well, lucky then, we know the people who do know their stuff over at CBUS, and all CBUS members have access to their team of qualified advisors. Wow, Adam, I think I've heard of CBUS before, about 400 times on our podcast. Uh, What does a qualified advisor do? It means if you're a CBUS member, they can assist you over the phone about investment options, contribution strategies, and planning the best way to maximise your super for retirement. So you're saying they can help you maximise the middle overs and then have a big surge in the final 10? (laughs) Cricket reference, get it? (laughs) Yes. Yes, and it's probably going to go a lot longer than the World Cup. 
Ah, well, you can uh, make sure you don't get caught without a retirement plan. Visit cbussuper.com.au. Do it. Do it today. This is the final word. World Cup Daily. Day 20. We have been doing this for 20 days and we are still alive. We're going to do it for 26 further days. I was going to say, we're not even halfway through, but it feels as though the final four is more or less sorted. But tomorrow I might throw a spanner in that because I've been looking at the rotor and it's mm. not quite as bad for South Africa as we might have painted out. So if you accept that, um, yes, there are four teams that are clearly out at the moment and clearly in front. But if they can beat New Zealand tomorrow, it does open up just a wee bit because they've already played England and they've already played India. Of course, they lost both of those fixtures. Their net round rate is cooked, but there's still a path to 11 points for South Africa if they can beat New Zealand tomorrow, mm. and it'll be set up on the final day to knock off Australia at Old Trafford. So there is still a fair bit on the line for them. Yeah, well, they've got to beat Pakistan and Sri Lanka, which you know they would think they're a chance to do, but not the way that they've been playing so far. Um, but they've got to beat New Zealand and Australia. Those are their tough jobs. And even then, you know that would get them to 11, which would mean they might be in a scrap for fourth spot if other results go their way. It's less than ideal, but they're, they're in the hunt, and New Zealand haven't been really tested yet. They haven't played a really good side as yet. And England have another game later this week, Jeff. They do. They've got Sri Lanka at Leeds at Headingley. Leeds, uh, Leeds, Leeds. On the Fusarium pitch that's being prepared down there at Headingley. First on game of the Friday. tournament in the new grandstand there. The, the old football stands no longer. It's the new whiz-bang thing. So we're look, looking forward to seeing that in, in action. And life doesn't get any tougher, oh, sorry, any easier for Afghanistan because they've got A, to head down to Southampton uh, and, and then B, play India, who are going to be looking oh. to devour them. Yes. They'll be biting off heads. Well, they'll have a net run rate, um, a net run rate consideration now as well. Uh, uh, India, considering how well in England have done today, we're we're too early to start having that conversation. But needless to say, I'm sure in in Camp India they'll be looking to spifflicate uh, Afghanistan and try and add to their tally of net run rate early on in before they have to wait until the last couple of games to do it. Spifflication. Um, the other little talking point out of today though is that England haven't bowled that well. Their bowling attack is not that impressive. They haven't been able to bowl out Afghanistan, which everyone else has done. And basically, as a World Cup side, they seem to be saying, well, we'll outbat you, and we're going to hope that that's enough. Yeah, by contrast to Friday when they bowled outstandingly. So, yeah, let's keep a watching brief on that. They have gone around on occasions after making big scores England, which probably speaks to the mentality of defending a squillion. Uh, It's hard to be as sharp as you otherwise would be. But you're right, they, they haven't blasted through Afghanistan as you might have expected given the, the tallies their opposition have made so far through this tournament. They left out Liam Plunkett for the second time in the comp today, which I'm not sure about. I think if they are playing at the back end of this competition on slightly drier wickets, mm. they need a guy who can bowl in those middle overs and, and the best they've got is Plunkett. So who makes room at the moment? Wokes, Archer, Moeen, Mark Wood, Ben Stokes and Adil Rashid are all getting an opportunity with the ball. The only one who could possibly drop it drop out of that as far as a bowler is concerned is Mark Wood but Mark Wood was the best of the England bowlers today with two for 40 mm. and he was outstanding against the West Indies so I mean it's the quintessential good problem to have but I, I do think they'll find a way to get Plunkett back at some stage yeah they've well they've got Wood and Archie sort of as their two quicks so they're the, the the two who are a bit similar in in style I suppose and where they might say well they've got room to get rid of one we've seen Archer just take a wicket with uh, a couple of balls to go so there's two balls to go in the match Afghanistan 247 for eight Rashid Khan's just 
Joffrey's hold out. So Archer's got three for 52 with a couple of balls to go. If not for what Joffrey's done there, we would have finished the podcast right on the end of the 50th over as planned. So we're not going to quite nail the landing in that respect, but the margin of victory will be somewhere in the order of 150 runs. Yeah, well, substantial enough, you'd say. Three for 66 for Rashid. So he's uh, taken wickets, even though he's gone for a few. And yeah, two for 40, as you said, for Wood. But there haven't been wickets for the others. Wokes, Moeen, Ben Stokes, none of them took a scalp today. So it's not the most convincing from England's bowlers. And in terms of our own movements, Jeff, tomorrow we are back to Nottingham for the yes. third time in three weeks, which from uh, from behind the curtain a bit, we get to play with the, our, our favourite um, pet on the road, Lottie, again, the dog that's been in the Airbnb with us in yeah. Nottingham. The last we're, couple we're, of weeks, we're going back to the same joint, and we're going to we're going to have the same. It's literal lap dog because it just insists on being on your lap at all times. I always think of Trent Bridge as just being a bridge where a guy named Trent hangs out. <laughs> like he's he's probably really handy. Trent from Punchbowl. No, maybe not Trent from Punchy, but maybe just a real solid citizen who's you know he's a plumber or he's he's good with he's good with fixing up things around the house. Hey, Trent. Trent, I've got this, this light switch in the back shed that's not working. Oh, yeah, no worries, mate. We'll sort that out. If, if anyone's listening to this podcast who's not from Australia and doesn't know what Trent from Punchy is, I strongly strongly urge them to look it up on YouTube. It was a, I think it was a viral sensation when viral sensation started way back when. I can't remember yeah. what his friend's name is. Who's the sicko? Kev. Kev's a sicko. Kev, yeah. You can learn you the rest yourself watching it back. <laughs> I think that's enough for us today. This Probably. has been the Final Word World Cup Daily Day 20. Just... 26 days to go. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins signing off. Thanks to Seabus Super. Visit seabussuper.com.au. Ta-da. In my future questions, my current senses. That'd be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this, so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.